Once again, uh, back here, the Micah Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Appreciate you sticking with us. You are, you're a brave soul to continue to listen to this particular program. It's just too damn entertaining. It is. You know, it's a little walk down memory lane of uh, when radio would put something on that was entertaining. And, and suddenly radio discovered podcasts and said, yes. if you want to hear the good stuff, go listen to the podcast. So we decided, well, this is where the good stuff goes. And not only where the good stuff goes, it's where the good stuff actually uh, advertised, too, because Nugenics, oh, yeah. she'll like it, too. And don't forget about Uncle Wiggly and his wieners. We got <laughs> we got another wiener roundup coming later on. Just a little bit of a tease here. So stick around for that in the podcast. But we begin... We're also known as the Sex and Poo Podcast. There is a, a crocodile orgy going on somewhere? Uh, evidently, if um, you fly a Chinook helicopter over crocodiles, it really turns them on. That's a weird kink. It is a weird kink. <laughs> Who knew crocs are also like us? I don't think anybody knew, um, but apparently uh, they were flying in a, in a Chinook. And in in Australia, just the vibrations maybe got them going. Yeah, I think so. Um, And I guess they flew down low over the swamp because they were going to take some pictures. And um, the farm owner said a particularly low flying helicopter has rousing effects on crocodiles. Uh, We had a big chinook come low. They were hanging out the door. (laughs) You say that about a crocodile. Chinooks have that big thump, 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 and all the big males got up, roared, bellowed at the sky, and after the helicopters left, they mated like mad. <laughs> they got all charged up. God, I am so turned on right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I got to go. Do you think any other Animal Kingdom uh, animals have weird kinks we don't know about? Like yeah, crocodiles know. have Chinooks. What maybe, what maybe are giraffes into? Evidently, uh, this also happens when a storm rolls in. When okay. there's like thunder and stuff like that, because yeah. uh, apparently they mate during the rainy se- season. Okay, so when they hear that light thunder, they're like, "Yeah, it's go time, baby." Crocodiles are highly vocal. Didn't know that. <laughs> and use sounds. You to- don't. You don't want to be living next to a crocodile and when the storm runs through, you're like, "Oh God, here yeah. we go again." And they use these sounds to signify, "Oi, this is my turf. Would anyone like a shag?" <laughs> oh, I like that. Um. One possible explanation is the sound of the Chinook is getting confused with the sounds bulls make when they want to mate. Uh, so everyone gets all riled up and in the mood. The the lady crocodiles poke their heads out and say, yeah, what's what's going, going on, on here? here? Is there a party going on I didn't know about? It's, it's like a bachelor party going to the strip club. <laughs> they all get back home like, yeah! Um, they also think that the... The helicopter, the low-frequency sounds could be similar to the rolling stone, uh, rolling storms and act as an aphrodisiac. And the rolling stones, too. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah uh, they enjoy. If you crank up, start me up. They're just like, yeah, ready to go. But could you imagine you're this farmer out in the middle of Australia. Chinook helicopter flies low. That's already kind of off-putting. Little, w- yeah. Yeah. Really, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the Chinook leaves, and you go, wow, what the heck was that? And you turn your back, and you turn around, and there's just some, like, crocodile porn going on in the swamp. They are freaking out. And don't you just grab your camera then and be like, well, now i got an OnlyFans page. Yeah. Come on back, Chinook. Yeah, there's like a threesome going on. I mean, there's all this. <laughs> some weird things <laughs> happening over there, like the devil's three-way going on with a croc. Yeah. Like, hey, let's ever talk about this again, Dundee. Uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, it's a good thing or not, but it, but it triggered a sex frenzy in, the, uh, in this swamp. 
Who knew Crocs had kinks? Yeah. Well, from uh, crocodiles to an animal we, when we were on the radio, was right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, if you recall, we had Monkey Mondays because underreporting monkey news. We have a couple of different monkey stories going on here. Uh, one involving a monkey named Momo. Is that, is that a good name for a monkey? That's a good name for a monkey. Okay, yeah. it's a good name for a monkey, I guess. Um, he's from Indianapolis, and uh, the police there were called to the 500 block of Iron Ridge Court because Momo got loose. Uh-oh. So about 10 o'clock on a Friday night, they, you get a call, hey, a monkey's on the loose, which on a Friday night at 10 o'clock, you think maybe it's a drunk, right? Yeah. And then they hear that it may have bitten someone. So now they're like, oh, no. Here, here we go. Now we got to go out. Now we got the authorities coming out for Momo. First, the crocodiles are screwing. Now a monkey's running around like crazy. Uh, the department tweeted a photo of the monkey they're searching for around 10 p.m. They said the monkey named Momo was last seen at the entrance of the neighborhood where the search is occurring, though police did not know when that sighting happened. Mm-hmm. So Momo's, Momo's still loose. Momo's been able to evade the police. They actually called the Indianapolis Zoo, and they're like, here's the thing about Momo, right? He's probably pretty stressed right now, and uh, when you go at Momo, he's going to run, and he can get in the trees. So the best way to capture Momo is just relax, do a stakeout for Momo, and when he's in an area where you can contain him, that would be the best way to then get Momo back. How profoundly disappointing would it be to be a monkey, and you escape, and you realize you're in the Midwest? Oh, that'd be the worst. There's no trees to swing from. You can't, you know, you got to go into Walmart to get a banana. Yeah. Would you, can you imagine then going and seeing a squirrel and being right. like, what the hell's this thing? Right. Get out of this tree. I live here, not you. Yeah. What, what are you, you little rat? It's not like they have these stout trees like in the jungle where you can just like right. swing from one arm and everything. It's got to be very, it's like, eh, yeah. oh, I'm in a bush. Hey, check it, it out. It's got to be like if someone were to, I don't know, be let out of prison then end up in Decatur. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then just go, this oh, is worse. This is much worse than that. Let me so back in. I wish Momo would have grabbed a squirrel, actually, now that I think about it, just mm-hmm. kind of swing it around by the tail. So hopefully Momo ends up being okay. Uh, we go from Momo to a monkey over in India, apparently on Mahatma Gandhi's birthday, it becomes National No Drinking Day over India in honor of Mahatma Gandhi because you know mm-hmm. he, he did not do that. So on this particular day, on National No Drinking Day, there's a guy on a motorcycle and in one of his pouches, he's sitting there at a stoplight and a monkey comes up, one of those macaques because you know yeah. they're in all the temples or whatever. And starts to raid his little satchel he has on the side of the motorcycle. Man, they are not kidding around anymore. No, they're not. They In just India. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they it's like you know what? This you, you've encroached too far. Mm-hmm. We're encroaching back. Yeah, this is our place now. You you you've opened the floodgates by feeding us. Now deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. So this monkey. Um, Grabs the saddlebag and starts going through, and he's like, crap, crap, crap. And he finds a whiskey bottle. All right? And then proceeds to find a way to unscrew the top mm-hmm. and then hammer Just it down. Chugs I, it down. Like, you know what? It's National Drink, No Drinking Day for you, folks. But us monkeys don't abide by that. <laughs> so now you got a drunk monkey going around grabbing things from other people. Like, you know he would have then needed, like, some Funyuns afterwards right. or something else to, to go and follow up the whiskey. But he was just pounding it. You can check it out on video. <laughs> just hammering oh, wow, it down. Drunk, drunk monkey videos. Yeah, drunk monkey videos. Let's see if that turns uh, one of the animal kingdoms oh, on I'm there. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it gets somebody riled up. Speaking of riled up, women scorned. Yeah, this is an interesting... Um 
uh, Rashomon kind of thing. You know, there's several stories going on at the same time. Okay. Everybody's version of events. Uh, essentially, we've got a woman who stabs her boyfriend. Oh, yikes. And, um, uh, over cheating, over doesn't, doesn't really get into it. She it just is upset. Doesn't really, doesn't really say. So there's all kinds of versions of of what happened. Uh, all we know is that uh, this 48 year old woman was arrested after she tried to kill a man by stabbing him repeatedly e. and pushing him off a second story loft. Yikes! The stabbing wasn't enough. She's like, well, I didn't do enough good uh, enough there. I'm just going to push him off here. Make it look like make it look <laughs> make it look like a suicide attempt. So the cops go and talk to witnesses. Uh-huh. Uh, witness said, hey, I was asleep on the downstairs couch when I woke up to the victim yelling and telling me to run. Uh, the woman said she wasn't sure. So there's a house guest there where all this went down? No, this is just a witness in oh, the neighborhood. Okay. In the neighborhood, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the woman said she wasn't sure who this guy was and was afraid that he was going to harm her because uh, he sounded like a lunatic. She also told deputies that he thought... Um, this guy had broken into her cabin a few nights before. Uh, a woman told deputies that he texted uh, had texted the victim and said she wanted to fight him, quote, to the death. Who does that anymore? The neighbor's version of events go like this. Deputies spoke to the victim's neighbors who said they heard quiet arguing uh, before a loud thud like or s- something fell or something broke, which then progressed into loud yelling and arguing. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you're the neighbor and can hear it, how is that quiet arguing? If it's loud enough to where the neighbor can hear it, that is not quiet arguing. Uh, Unless it's an apartment building. Yeah. Perhaps it's... You can tell there is an intense conversation going on, okay. but it, it hasn't. It, it, it hasn't, hasn't gotten, gotten to the, the level, level of, of yeah. yelling. Okay, okay, I guess. But I the get fuse that. is lit, and you're going, ah, oh, God, here we go. Okay. Uh, the victim reportedly told neighbors, "I am." Done with him. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, done with her. And told him how crazy, uh, how she was crazy, and how he, she held scissors to his ribs yeah. during an incident in the past. So this isn't the first time she's almost gone full stabby. Yeah. Now, the victim, his version of events, said uh, that the woman came up to him and said, or woke him up rather, he was sleeping, woke him up and said, "I will murder you in your own house." Um, That's not a great wake up call. By the way, wouldn't you get out of bed faster, though, if your alarm clock said, I'm a murder in your own house. I'm a murder in your own house. Uh, On another night in September, the victim says he stopped the woman from stabbing him and later in the day caused her to, quote, fall off the deck and hurt her finger. Um, This doesn't seem like a relationship that should have kept going. That night he went to bed between 730 and 830, was in a deep sleep when he was awakened to the woman straddling his body and stabbing him in the head. (laughs) Yeesh! In the head? Yes. At this point, um, he yelled to the woman downstairs for help, but didn't think she heard him. Uh, at this point, the victims, uh, the both the woman and the guy, were kneeling on the bed uh, when the woman reportedly kicked or shoved the victim off the bed. Um, he said that he was helpless at this point, had the wind knocked out of him, stab wounds, pain in his ribs. Of course. Um, the victim allegedly stabbed him at least five more times. <laughs> he tried to punch her in the face. That didn't slow her down. Now, the woman says Oh, this. God, we've got a lot of different stories here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's the uh, fourth different version. Which one is your favorite? She said a few days before the most recent stabbing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's happened before. The most recent one. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, I guess I guess these two were kicked out of a, a cabin just recently. But now uh, she accused she was accused of burglarizing his cabin and stealing from him. According to the woman, she was upset on Monday after learning the victim was dating someone and decided to return some money she borrowed from him and confront him. Here's your money back and a good stabbing in the head. Yeah, she said. I admit I was acting out of anger. In um, hindsight, probably not a good thing. I parked my car in the in the parking lot, snuck up to the cabin door, and said. Hey! What are you doing sneaking around? uh, She says, the victim then said, come up here. Of course Uh, he did, because he thought he was going to get something. Things got heated. According to the woman, the victim punched her in the head. They fell off the loft together uh, onto the kitchen counter. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Um, And she she grabbed some scissors and stabbed him in response to him punching her. All right, so she's saying self-defense. When she was confronted by the deputies, saying they didn't believe that they both fell off the loft, uh, she said, I thought we both fell down together, but I don't remember. She also admitted to threatening to kill the victim in the past by texting him things like, let's fight to the death. (laughs) How do you answer that text, by the way? Let's not. Can we just go for coffee? We're both going in, but only one's coming coming out. out. This isn't the Coliseum back Uh. in the day. Uh, she's expected to appear in uh, in court next week. If convicted, could face up to 55 years in prison. Uh, and she is innocent until proven guilty. That's well, this, intense, yeah? Yeah. This seems mild in comparison. This was a guy who's been accused of stalking a woman in New York via his small airplane <laughs> flying out of an airport in nearby Vermont. Let me introduce you to Michael Arnold of Manchester, New Hampshire. He's been served with a temporary order of protection from a court. A specific condition of that order was that he, quote, cease and desist from flying any and all aircraft while the order remains in effect. New York authorities had been investigating Arnold on suspicion of stalking the woman about 30 miles from the airport for several years. Witnesses claim Arnold flew dangerously low over town and throw tomatoes out of the plane's <laughs> windows. <laughs> See, I, at first I'm thinking, boy, what an inefficient way to stalk somebody with an airplane. I mean, they know you're there. Yes. But the fact that he's buzzing people and <laughs> clocking so, them on the head with a tomato. That was that was his thing. He would go over her house and throw tomatoes, like just big boxes of tomatoes, just huck it from the plane window wow. all over her car and her house. And then when people came outside, he would just throw tomatoes, like booing an old Valvillian comic is yeah. what he was doing. Did she immediately know it was him or did she just go outside and there's it's raining tomatoes? She, I mean, he wouldn't always bring the tomatoes. That came a little bit later. She kind of knew it was this guy, mm-hmm. but he consistently, and there's no other real backstory here of right. why he started stalking her or how long, but it's been going on for several years, apparently, that he would fly by and just random tomato her house. So yeah, all she knows is, gosh, that plane sounds awful low, and then she goes out and there's tomatoes all over the lawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, he was charged with aggravated stalking, impeding uh, false information to a police officer, and resisting arrest when they finally arrested him. And this, the stalking part is still confusing me. Well, because you can't just keep flying around her house like that. She like, doesn't own the air. Yeah, but he specifically... She doesn't own the space over her house. He specifically just kept buying <laughs> That's box- not stalking. It's harassing. True, but yeah. I guess he probably did more than just that. There's probably yeah. more to this story. Give the guy a break. But but the fact I, I do I do I do appreciate the fact that the gentleman decided that his biggest thing was I'll show you. You don't want to. You don't. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to reciprocate my affection. I'm gonna tomato your home. I like 
creative ways of getting back at exes. You know, we, it, we all do the, we all hear the usual stuff. I said do. I just gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. A friend of mine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we all hear the usual stuff of keying a car or burning the clothes and everything. It's like, eh, we've been here before. Yes. Give me something new. Michael Arnold dropping tomatoes from 3,000 feet in the air is pretty cool. I want to know, was he a pilot beforehand, or did he specifically oh, no, I, take... I, I think he took flying lessons. That's just, just to be able yeah. to eventually fly over the house and dump tomatoes. Like, remember the guys who... Uh, you remember... Uh, when was this? It was like 2001 when planes flew into a building. Remember this thing yeah, happened? Yeah, in, okay. that happened, yeah. Yeah, never forget. Yeah. Um, and, and their whole thing was they took flying lessons, but they didn't want to know how to land... Correct. And I think this guy probably took flying lessons and said, I really want to understand how to open, open the, the door. What, yeah. How do you roll down the window while you're in a, in a plane? Where are the windows in this thing? <laughs> Why would you? And need- that didn't that didn't that didn't alarm anybody. Uh, and how how big of how big of an opening do you have? Because well, why would mm-hmm. you? Oh, no, for no reason. That's probably why he didn't do watermelons. Right. It's like you really need to just... train on VFR training and uh, understand how the radar works. Yeah, that's really cool. That's and really all. Good. Um, where's the window? Yeah, where's the window? Can I roll it down? Is it automatic? <laughs> or can I? Do I have to roll and then like? Can I? Is there an autopilot in this one? I can just huck. If let's say I were to huck something out, not that I would, but if I were, how yeah. big of a thing could I throw out the window? Hey, help me do the math so I know how soon do I have to drop the tomatoes so it lands at this point? You know, like they, yeah, you know, many, when we were bombing Berlin, you had to drop the gears. The planes were so high. How many random tomato wings did this guy do? That's what I want to know. Did yeah. he get it first try, hit her yeah. house? I mean, it seems like this entire neighborhood got tomatoed at some point. Yeah, I don't want any unfortunate collateral damage. I just want to actually hit the target. So exactly, what's the... <laughs> Okay, so we're flying at about, what, 90 knots here, and we got to open the window and, and 3,000 feet. And then who do you blame? Do yeah. you blame the woman or do you blame him in that point? Right. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have uh, a return segment here. Wiener Roundup. Come on and gather round. Wiener Roundup. We talk about what's going down. Okay, so uh, there yeah. you go. Wiener Roundup is back. Am I starting this one off? Yes, you are starting this one off. Uh, take your pick. We both we have two different ones. Yeah, uh, we'll start this at the villages in Florida. Oh, I love this one. This guy. This is an enterprising young man. Well, yeah. elderly man, but still. And the villages. I remember a couple of years ago when there was that big um, hepatitis or no herpes. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the old people were not using protection. Yeah, right. They were just doing the hibbity dibbity all willy nilly, and, and they were and getting them gonorrhea, like, like the super crazy, gonorrhea and stuff. Yeah, crazy and level of STDs for a bunch of old people. Which um, can you and, can you imagine having to go? Fit, I got a prescription for grandma. Oh, it's Valtrex. What? And, and the village is is kind of a it's like a ritzy old people place, right? Yeah, it seems you gotta like be, it. you got to be fancy to be there. Yeah, exactly. It's got a pool and all this other stuff. I would imagine because this guy who got arrested, uh, he's facing a year in prison after allegedly stockpiling erectile dysfunction medications. Um, and I, I don't know if he's just like handing them out in candy or, or what. What he, he had to be. He was stealing them. I, I mean, he wasn't stealing him. He was dealing him, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Like, he would be going to people and be like, hey, I'll tell you what. For a couple hundred bucks, you and Susie over there, Gert, you and Gert can get down and dirty. And he has that look. I know you're not supposed to profile people, but I don't give a damn. Do I give a damn? I don't no, he don't, I don't give a damn either. Okay. Does he have a look of, like, a nudist? Yes. That's okay. exactly what I, that, what I was going for. Oh, look, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he does. He looks he like does. he goes to a nudist colony. Yeah, he's that or, guy. Or a swinger or something. Yes, he, he looks like a man who in the 70s right. loved himself a key party. Nudist colonies, 
never like they are on no. Cinemax or it's anything. A, or it's in a the, bunch of old balls and boobs oh hanging down yeah. by ankles and just, and just swinging around. Everything's jiggling and big. Yeah. Um, you never play want to play beach volleyball because a few nuts will get tangled. Reginald Kinky Kinser. Of course it's Kinky Kinser. <laughs> I don't know if that's his nickname, but, but it, it should, should be. be. He's 77. Had more than $1,800 in boner drugs sent to him, Boing. which apparently he got without a prescription from a licensed doctor. By the way, text 6969 to Flutie <laughs> and get yourself some Nugenics for free, and she'll like it too. Yeah, you know what? He could have just he could have just done that. Why didn't he do that? Just yeah. get a bunch of burner phones, get that free offer from Nugenics. Can you can you imagine running a, <laughs> No offense to our fine sponsor, but can you imagine running a Nugenics ring by using burner phones? Right. Go back into the AT&T store again, or the Walmart again? Yeah, yeah I need another one. Just, it, isn't that the offer? If you if you text hard, yeah, uh, you get a bunch of uh, you do. You get yeah. a free supply of Nugenics. Big hurt to six nine six nine. So anyway, he's got eighteen hundred worth of boner pills that he didn't get from a doctor. So this is probably like oh, crazy black, mar- black market horny goat weed type exa- stuff. It's probably some strange Chinese, yeah, something, something, something. Uh, he planned to distribute the drugs locally. Um, the drugs were Stay found the during a search of Kinky Kinser's home. <laughs> Uh, Who tipped him off? No no pun intended. <laughs> I was trying to get it on with Mabel and Kinky Kinser wouldn't give me my, my pills. I am so turning you into the feds. Or it's the younger guy who's like, I don't need any help. And next thing I know, all these other guys are, you know, more God. virile than me. Can you admit, yeah, that, that's, that's even worse than a rando nudist colony with a bunch of old people is you pull into the the villages, you know, you're taking a tour or something. Rando hard-ons all over the place. Yeah, there's this guys walking around. It's like, I can't. It's 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 been four hours. <laughs> Just bulging out. Uh, this is not his first drug arrest. He was arrested back in 2020 for possession of several drugs, including marijuana, MDMA. Oh, he likes the Molly. Psilocybin. <laughs> he's, he's having these crazy geriatric Kinky, raves. Kinky Kinzer just pet the furry wall. <laughs> pet the furry wall, man. I got the Molly, and then I got the I got the Viagra for it. It's gonna be a part A. So he was found guilty then, and apparently was on probation when he just starts uh, starts handing out the the wiener pills. And, uh, and man, there is somebody needs to do some undercover investigation in the villages because yes. it just sounds like a freak show. Oh, it is. There's a, they're, they're, they're trying to go back in time. There's there's probably a bunch of key yeah. parties and just like everything else going on there. We're just like, oh, God, it's like Caligula hanging out there. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, next up in Wiener Roundup, I will read you the story. This is the first line of this story. <clears throat> Harry Dick gets the joke. <laughs> he just doesn't think it's funny anymore. And he liked the thieves who keep stealing the road sign that bears his name to grow up. All I want is some peace and quietness, he told CBC recently from his home on Harry Dick Road near Engenvale, Ontario, about 125 kilometers west of downtown Ottawa. How did he get a road named after his... Uh, well, interesting his you would ask. I, I, Dick, his real name, John Henry, but he's gone by Harry his whole life. <laughs> So he he could have been Jack Dick he could be instead Jack, of Harry Dick. Jack Henry Dick. Um, <laughs> Jack Harry Dick. Uh, he was born on the rural property, and in 1957, he and his wife Lois moved into one of the three houses at the end of the 800-meter gravel drive. They've lived there ever since. The family's called the place home for a century, five generations of Dicks. Grant, his uh, grandson now lives next door, runs a business in his town with his wife. 
Their collective memory is a bit foggy in exactly when Harry Dick Road got its name, but it's believed to have been in the 80s or 90s when 911 emergency services arrived in the region because they needed a oh. they needed a road to go, and they're like, it's just Harry well, Dick just, Road. That, that, that's where Harry Dick lives. Uh, nobody asked us what to name the road. It was just named Lois Dick, his wife said, and so Harry Dick Road, well, people think that's very, oh. very funny, and the sign started to disappear. That's really interesting. So they had to give the road a name. And they didn't ask him, and they just said, well, this is where Harry Dick, Dick lives. Let's just call it Harry <laughs> Dick, Dick Road. Road. They've been disappearing at a rate of three or four times a year ever since. Um, the ta- weird souvenir. The uh, township of Bonshare Valley has tried greasing the steel pole to the <laughs> tear thieves. Can you grease the Harry yeah, Dick Road No, you Dick cannot pole? grease the Harry Dick pole. <laughs> Uh, to deter thieves and has reinforced the concrete of the base to prevent people from ripping out the whole thing. At a recent meeting, the township council even raised the possibility of welding the sign to its post. Yeah, try, try electrifying it next time. That's what they did. Oh. The dicks and their grandson has considered electrifying the pole with a solar panel <laughs> and once installed a camera to catch the thieves in the act, but the camera was stolen too. Wow. Harry Dick goes, I think they're a bunch of idiots. But they're very smart. They don't get caught. But what they what what can they do with these signs? Have a Harry Dick Road sign in your in your dorm room. That's what you can do. I appreciate that. That's your name. But I mean, come on. He's how old? He's, uh, he's old enough. Yeah, Harry Dick was born in '57. Okay, so, so he's, he's deep into his '60s. Yeah. So Harry Dick's been around Almost for a while. 70. Yeah. So it's not it's not like this suddenly became a name for penis that he'd never heard before. He's known all his life. Faced with the cost and inconvenience and constantly replacing the sign, the township got in touch with some of the Dick's relatives and resolved last month to rename Harry Dick Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all for it. It just makes life easier, and I'm sure they can find a perfectly appropriate name, although I think having a road named after you is so lovely, so it's kind of sad, but we're all juveniles at heart, and you see a Harry Dick Road sign, you're going to steal the Harry Dick Road. Um, the decision came as a surprise, though, to the Dick's, who said they weren't consulted and learned about the pending name change in their local newspaper. I mean, now they got to notify all their magazine subscriptions that's, and credit card bills and everything. That's what they're saying. Uh, now they have a worry. The onerous paperwork involved in changing their address after living for decades on Harry Dick Road. Mm-hmm. I thought of all the things that we're going to have to change. Any legal document our address on it's going to have to be changed, said Lois Dick. An elderly neighbor who rents the third house on the road was also unaware of the... Who then goes and rents a house on Harry Dick Road? Follow the Harry Dick Road. (laughs) Follow the Harry Dick Road. Uh, Dick said he has since contacted the mayor to express their concerns, was told that leaving the road sign, uh, leaving the road without a sign is not an option because of 911. Uh, they'll have to change everything, their driver's license, their health card, their mailing address. They'll have to change things with the CRA. A CRA. It's not as easy as just slapping a sign uh, that the county makes for it. It's a big right. process, Lois Dick said. Can't they, you know, if, if it was just Harry Road, yeah. I don't think anybody would tell you. Just, just get rid of the dick. Right. Just or, lop, or even if it was Dick Road. Just lop the dick off. And then <laughs> then you have a, fi- a fine road for you to be able There's to go There's probably by. a solution they could find. Yes. Um or, you know, get one of those, like, big stone markers or something that they, you can't walk away with. I don't know. There's gotta they be tried something. a lot. Yeah. But people are still that hell-bent on stealing the Harry Dick Road sign. Yeah. I feel for Harry Dick. I feel for Harry Dick, too. Maybe t- I'll call Kinky Kinzer. He could help you keep the Harry Dick Road sign up a little bit longer. <laughs> and finally, in the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, we just did the sex part. Now it's time for a little bit of poo. We have uh, an interesting study that has been brought along. Yeah, scientists have gotten together to try to figure out which foods make the smelliest farts. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. 
who came up with that idea said, you know what we need? We need to find out what foods are the smell. I guess it's precautionary. So you would know maybe on a first date if someone orders something or if you're trying to have a romantic encounter to make sure that you don't. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not it's not as though you have an option, you know, if you eat flowers or something, that's going to come out all sweet and, yeah. you know, like a like an air wick. <laughs> you can start, be, start being your own air diffuser. Yeah. Just give me more of that lavender over there. Smelly farts usually start with carbohydrates. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, especially insoluble ones that make it through the stomach and the upper intestinal tract without being absorbed. Uh, so you've got all this stuff just fermenting in, in there. there. And uh, scientists say it is like high-octane fuel. Uh, the carbs and carbs like fiber and starch weren't absorbed higher in the gut because our bodies lack the enzymes to break them down. Uh, so feasting on carbs, the bacteria produces gas, which then turns into farts. I think we know this. Yeah, we knew fiber caused farts. I thought protein caused some farts too, like the protein powders and stuff. A person produces 30 to 90 cubic inches of flatus every single day. <sighs> That's a lot of flatus. I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> 91 <laughs> cubic inches, I guess so. It um, seems like a lot of flatus. And 99% of those gases are odorless. Yeah, it's only usually out of all the farts that you that you rip, usually only a few are the ones where you go, "Boy, really? I need to get out of the room." I don't. I guess I don't know. I'm not. How many times do you fart yourself out of a room? I don't fart myself out of the room that much. I don't. I don't fart. Oh yes, you do. Uh, you're you're a non-farter. I don't like you being a non-farter is a non-starter. You're a liar. <laughs> I don't walk around just doing it. Well, no, no one walks around just doing it. You, as, as a as a functioning human in our society, you hold it in until you're alone. Uh, yeah. Unless absolutely necessary. But I don't, like in the place where I'm sitting either. Do you, you don't fart just by yourself sometimes? I don't, I don't think I do. Oh, man. Sometimes I, I, it builds up. I, sometimes it builds up, and I'm just. Do you ever do you ever surprise yourself with one? <laughs> Where you think the the intensity of it, the intensity or the sound. Uh huh. That's always the worst when you think you can squeeze out one and no right. one's around, and then it's a. It's and you're like, oh damn it! Seems to have extra a little extra slap to it. Yeah. Uh, offensive gases include hydrogen sulfide, known for its rotten egg smell, um, and there are also. Indoles and scattles, which, as the name implies, smells like poo. Poo. Poo, yeah. You don't want no scattles coming out. According to a gastroenterologist. That's not tasting the rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> yes. That's skittles, not scattles. Uh, you can eat a ton of sulfur-containing compounds and have bacteria present uh, and that you're making hydrogen sulfide, but your flatulence will not smell like hydrogen sulfide. Interesting. Uh, sulfur-rich foods include legumes. Beans, as, beans, the magical fruit. <laughs> exactly. Lentils, beans, and peas. You're not telling me anything I don't know already in this and study. And also broccoli and cabbage. These fibrous veggies also contain, yeah, it's so it, it seems like um, the worst of it comes from uh, these these dense sulfur-type producing things. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really give you a, uh, a map. Um, of which ones are the worst? Oh, there is a, there's apparently a... A FODMAP diet, a temporary elimination diet, uh, as one way to reduce extreme cases of flatulence for those who are prone to it. Okay. Well, check out the non-fart diet. Uh-huh. There's really no clear one-size-fits-all. Um, and so it, it, it's just interesting. It's, it's they, they did the study. They came out with the conclusion, yeah, beans and broccoli might make you fart a little bit. Tell us something I don't know. Uh, most farts you don't smell, and some you do. 
is pretty much the conclusion that we're getting here. What right? a bunch of BS. Give, really you know is. what? Government, give us more, and we'll conduct a much better study for everyone. Um, uh, the, but the, the article ends by saying, farts, even stinky ones, are inevitable, and we can learn to forgive others and, most importantly, ourselves. Yes. You know, if you Don't can't, beat yourself up. <laughs> if you can't forgive yourself for what comes out your ass... <laughs> Like, you know, then yeah, we're all lost as a society. That's where you have to start. If so. an accidental Dutch oven happens, so be it. <laughs> it all starts with, you know, forgiving yourself. And if you got a problem... It's like suddenly turned into Oprah here. Yeah, exactly. And if you do have a problem, Nugenics could help. Because she'll like it too. Mm.